0: This is The Edge with Jonathan von and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betty Network.
3: Yep, you heard it. Yeah, we're live from the NBA Summer League. We're doing it all week, of course. And Matt Humans alongside for this edition of The Edge, as she usually is. Good show on tap today. We're going to cover a lot, not just the Summer League, uh, which actually it's a really good schedule later today. We get to see OKC and Orlando go at it. Talk about that. We also get a late-night match of the New York Knicks, who have been killing teams, who we'll talk about momentarily, are going to take on the Portland Trailblazers in the nightcap. And we also have news coming out of the NBA, big news that might impact the destination of one Kevin Durant. But, again, touch on that throughout, of course, in 30 minutes. That's like a, the a soap
2: opera that seems like it's going to go on all summer. Yeah, it, it, Into well, the fall.
3: One of the points that I keep bringing up, too, is this is the longest offseason the NBA's had in a really long time because, mm-hmm. you know, the, the bubble, all that stuff, scrunched everything together. And if you're the Nets... Why not drag it out? You want to get the best offer, so we'll see. But it does have to do with the Phoenix Suns, uh, the news that we are discussing here. Chad Andrus, former Summer League a broadcaster announcer, is going to join us in 30 minutes, get his thoughts on everything we've seen here at the Thomas Mack and in the Cox Pavilion. But I know you've been watching, and I know that some of these youngsters have stuck out to you, and uh, I'll, I'll let you have the floor in terms of some of the names that have stuck out to you, performances that have stuck out to you.
2: Okay, so let's move beyond the top three, because yep. I think when you look at uh, Paulo Benquero, Chet Holmgren, and Jabari Smith – All those guys look good at different times, and they have—they're all very different players. JBT, I think uh, they're going to impact the league in different ways. uh, But they've all looked pretty good, I think, in uh, in spurts, and in the big picture, I like the way those three guys are playing. Beyond that, I want to go back to a guy we saw last night, and this is a player who started his college career at Kansas. He uh, he he actually filed for the NBA draft, pulled out, he went to Houston. And then he was the, uh, I'm going to say last year, the 25th pick in 2021, mm-hmm. Quentin Grimes. Not a lot of people were talking about him coming into the summer league. I think he's looked like one of the best players. And the Knicks looked like one of the best teams right. in this league through the first day, first uh, few days here at the Thomas Mack Cox Pavilion. Quentin Grimes, a six four guard, like I said, played at Houston, started his career at Kansas, uh, last night, twenty-seven. Excuse me. Uh, last night, he was one of the stars in the summer league. Uh, but I also go back to his first career start in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Probably not, because not many people do. His first career start with the Knicks, he had twenty-seven points and hit seven threes. We saw a performance from him last night that was similar uh, to that. And this is a guy. I think when you talk about the Knicks, nobody ever says, "Hey, Quentin Grimes could be a factor." I'm talking about Jalen Brunson. Mm-hmm. Talking about. Uh, Uh, bigger names but Quentin Grimes is a guy I think that has really emerged here in the summer league in the first week and actually uh, I thought he had some moments last season 24 points four three pointers last night when the Knicks blew out the Bulls 101 to 69. Knicks were good at last night obviously in the Knicks are going to challenge, I think, to win this Summer League title. Yeah,
3: they're 26-1 to 1 coming in uh, to win the Summer League title. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think – so Grimes is part of this really intriguing young core that the Knicks do have. Like, there's some pieces there. Jericho Sims is also a younger guy that they have on the roster that's been performing really well. Had a double-double for him yesterday. Um, played for Texas, obviously, for those who are college basketball fans. Played for Texas. And, like, him, Quentin Grimes, they're all part of this. Like, if you remember at the end of last year, there were calls for, like, look, man, Knicks are out of it. Play the young guys. Stop yeah. playing these veterans and yeah. riding them into the ground Which
2: You've got to develop the young guys when
3: you're out of it. And even then, too, bigger picture – Guys like Quentin Grimes that are coming out here and showcasing in front of all these league executives, if you're the Knicks, you're sitting back looking at your chops like, all right, let's move this guy maybe later as part of something. Like His value becomes a little bit more, too. But it is cool to see young guys like Sims and, of course, um, uh, Sims and uh, Grimes perform really well. And they are in the second leg of a back-to-back. back They play tonight later against the Portland Trail Blazers. so we'll see if they can keep that up. Uh, and it hasn't really been terrible for the back-to-back situations um, when you're looking at the way the Sacramento Kings had to bounce back from Indiana game the other day, too. Uh, They had a second leg of a back-to-back. But I'm with you. Grimes has been super impressive. 24-7 to 14 from the floor yesterday. Mm -hmm. Who else stuck out?
2: I think uh, Jonathan Kaminga stuck out big time. And we're going to talk about a couple of the Warriors young stars. You know, you and I talked about this during the NBA Finals. Stephen Curry shot the Warriors to the title this year. And at at times it looked like they might uh, just run out of gas. And they didn't have a great bench. And we were talking about their shortcomings. But Curry was the best player in the series, best player on the court in yeah. the last three games. And uh, he elevated that team to the title. But if you look down the road for the Warriors, it looks pretty promising. you got Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, he actually, he didn't play college basketball. He played for the G League Unite. He was a number seven pick in 2021. He's a 6'7 forward. Well, we saw him in action last night for the Warriors. They were one-point favorites, by the way. They won the game 86-85 against the Spurs. Kaminga had 28 points. Seven rebounds in the game last night. So when you look... Missed a free throw, by the
3: way, at the end of the yes, game. Yes, he <laughs> did. Yes, he did.
2: But he had 28 and 7, and uh, that's what's going to matter most to uh, the Warriors uh, front office execs when they're looking down the road at, hey, what, how are we going to transform this roster in the near future? Because I actually think the Warriors can be better mm-hmm. uh, than they were this season during their uh, NBA championship run. And it's not just uh, Kaminga, because you've also got... Another young guy sitting out for the Warriors, who's uh, who's going to play. I believe he's going to play tonight. Who's that? Is it Wiseman?
3: Oh uh, well, James Wiseman played yesterday. Yeah, Wiseman
2: it, played yesterday. I think Kuminga, and Moses Moody of course. and Moses Moody. I think Kaminga, Wiseman, and Moody are all going to play together in that's the, the, the next Warriors game. So you're, it's kind of like a summer league big three. Yep. And uh, that's I think something to get excited about when you look at what the uh, the Warriors got coming. Wiseman was the number two pick in 2020. He didn't play at all last season. He had a right knee injury, but he's a 7-footer. If you remember him from his short career at Memphis, it uh, looked like he had a bright future in the NBA. So when you look at James Wiseman, Jonathan Kamenga, and then Moses, Muzi, Mo- Moses Moody, did he have a 34-point game?
3: He did the other day, yeah. Huh? That
2: is like a summer league three big four, three yeah. that's going to suit up for the Warriors in their next. And year. a lot of
3: people expected a lot from the Golden State Warriors uh, in this uh, in this summer league yeah. too with those three. So, but we
2: didn't know how much those three were going to play. No, like.
3: and that's why it's important. And we'll see if they play out. You know, you only get five games out here, um, so we'll see how often they play. Maybe this next game is the last one, and they turned it over uh, to the rest of the younger roster. But still, that's the whole point of this. And has been working his way back from injury it was really big for him too. So, and you know, too, with Kaminga, so 10-22 from the floor yesterday, 28 points. A lot of that damage came in the second half. Yeah. Uh, with Julian Edlow, he, he and I were watching the first half here, and then we moved over to the Cox Pavilion to watch the Cavs and the Nuggets. Um, it was a really quiet first half for Kaminga, and then all of a sudden, you're checking your phone, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, the Warriors are coming back because they were down big against San Antonio. Kaminga looks really good, though. There's times where there's a few guys, when you've watched them in this summer league, they look like clearly they're like the best dude on the floor, and Kaminga in stretches has looked like that, especially yesterday. Yeah.
2: And I know if you go to ESPN.com, they have a nice write-up today on James Wiseman and how good he looked. I think he was 5 or 7, 11 points. But mm-hmm. if you just watch him play and you watch Wiseman and Kaminga, you say, man, the Warriors got something here. Yep. Uh, you're talking about two top ten picks and back-to-back drafts, guys who are exciting talents. And then Moses Moody, who's off a 34-point game out here at the Summer League this week. Uh, the Warriors got some good young talent, man. They're, they're not going to go away.
3: So can I tell you, the guy that you have on your list here and Keegan Murray, so 23 points, he hits four threes in the win over the Pacers yesterday. But he also
2: attempted 12 threes.
3: He, he did. Yeah. Um, but there, I gotta tell you, like I think a lot of people have been surprised. And, and Look, again, it's summer league, right? He played in Utah, he's played here. Uh, a lot of people have been surprised about, I guess you call it how easy he's made it look to get to like 20 plus points in a lot of these games. The
2: game does look easy for him at times. He's one of those guys that just kind of glides up and down the court yep. and uh, it, it looks like he's going half speed, but uh, he gets the job done. Uh, Keegan Murray's a very smooth athlete.
3: He, so yesterday he had – it was late in the game, and he gets the ball at the top of the key, and he puts a shoulder in his, to a def, into his defender to create some space, steps back and hits a three that gave him a lead late, and I think they never gave up the lead after that. But it's little plays like that. Like you said, it's almost you – know, they call Kyle Anderson, who now plays for Minnesota Timberwolves, they call him slow-mo, right, because he moves so slow, but it's still effective. I, I think of that with him. Like you said, he's one of those guys where you're watching him and all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, you check the box score. Oh, he's got like 21 points right now. I I mean, Murray's really good up to this point.
2: Yeah, top three players in the Big Ten last season, really, uh, Keegan Murray, Johnny Davis, and Jaden Ivey, not necessarily in that order. But Keegan Murray uh, really came on strong for the Iowa Hawkeyes in the second half of the season, especially uh, he had a, a really good Big Ten tournament. And the Knicks, or excuse me, the Kings, Sacramento Kings, took him instead of Jaden Ivey at number mm-hmm. four. And uh, I think Ivy was happy to slip to the Pistons at number five. So we'll see how that works out. But Keegan Murray, I I don't doubt the draft pick. I think the guy's got a ton of ability, and uh, he can really shoot it. Last night, four for 12 from three, 23 points. So we talked about uh, Jonathan Kaminga, James Wiseman, Quentin Grimes, and Keegan Murray. One more guy I want to talk about on this list. We'll get to Colin Gillespie later and what happened last night with the Nuggets when uh, Chad Andrus joins us at about 1.30 Pacific today. But how about Cam Thomas? Uh, This is a former first-round pick out of LSU. Uh, The Nets, they're going to need to build around some young guys because they're going to tear this thing down and build it back up, and Cam Thomas... 26 points and 7 assists last night as the Nets beat the Sixers 91-84. to 84.
3: 15 trips to the free throw line, so this was the first game of the day and I sat in the arena and got to watch this one up close. Yeah, he didn't
2: shoot especially well from the field, but no. he got it done at the free throw line. Was what? he 5 for 17? Yeah, 5 of
3: 17 from the floor, but 15 of 15 from the free throw line. And actually, I don't know if you saw the uh, the media availability was actually after the game uh, because one of the storylines with Cam Thomas has been like, hey man, like you know, share the ball a little bit more. Learn how to pass. And he's kind of getting irritated hearing about it because after the game they ask him on the court, like, hey, you had 7 assists. I know that has been part of the thing. He's like, it is what it is, I guess. Like, <laughs> but he looked really good yesterday. And the, the passing was there. The assists were there. But I was really impressed with the man. He had a really big game in their first game, too, from a scoring standpoint. There's rumors that there are teams that are calling about Cam Thomas and willing to ship off the first-round pick for him. And, again, we talked about it at the Open. These games are super important for those kind of things. And the Brooklyn Nets are sitting back going, we either have, have a piece to build around the future or a piece that we can use to get something back.
2: Well, the Nets are going to need players, too. They can't just have all drop picks. No,
3: of course not. And we'll see what happens because we did get news today that could kind of shape everything going right. down uh, when it comes to uh, the uh, the pursuit of Kevin Durant and everything after that. All right, hey, a reminder for everybody because we got a pretty big deal going on here at v the baseball betting pentathlon. How about this, Matt? You know, it's 2022. It's the first time starting today. Every show and baseball analysts will be making five baseball bets over the span of the next four days to determine who at Vsin is the best at betting at baseball because nobody, nothing says you're the best like a four-game sample size. Today's bet, we have to make a total, and we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Follow us at Beeson Line for daily updates on who is leading. Winner's going to be announced on Friday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Follow the Money. Uh, we allegedly get rings, just like the Summer League champions do as well.
2: Rather have a check. Uh,
3: or a Portillo's hot dog?
2: I'll take that, too. All right.
3: We'll come back. We have plenty left to get through. Chad Andrews joins us in 15 minutes. It's The Edge, live from the Summer League of the Times and Center.
4: If you dare. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? Lucky?
2: This is The Edge on VCN, the Night sports Night. betting network.
3: VEASAN summer specials here for only $19. You get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Signed today, you're going to get VEASAN's daily best bets. That includes Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. And if you want the full VEASAN experience, it features daily best bet emails. Every edition of Weekly, use of our betting tool in a live video stream whenever you want it. Cost is only 19 bucks to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Speaking of summer, Summer League, of course, here in town, and we are live from the NBA Summer League, we being myself and Matt Eumitz, for The Edge. It's a little quiet today, though. Games don't start until 3 p.m. Pacific time, so we got to wait a little bit to see some act.
2: Yeah, it's uh, not many people out here at the uh, Thomas Mack right now, but everything's going to get going tonight. It's been a wild weekend out here, too, because it looks like the crowd's been pretty good, the game's been pretty good, and uh, we're going to get into the meat of the schedule here in the next uh, few days at the Summer League. Actually, let's talk British Open because that's the big event of the week, really. Uh, the year's fourth major, and there are five majors. I'll tell you about the fifth later in this segment. But the. Uh,
3: Hospital for Children Open?
2: That's in the same uh, same area, okay. but okay. not that one. Okay. okay. Uh, the British Open this week at St. Andrews, which is Tiger Woods' favorite course in the world, and we've seen a lot of odds movement on this tournament so far. And. Uh, one topic that came up last night. Uh, I was playing golf yesterday with uh, Brady Cannon and Doug Kazarian. Okay. And uh, we were talking about Tiger Woods, and Brady's got a bet on uh, Tiger to win uh, the British. I think he took eighty-five to one at Circus Sports. Okay. And not, uh,
3: not forty to one. The better did uh last week.
2: Yeah, last <laughs> week there was a big bet alert. I think from BetMGM that yeah. uh, a better player. like four thousand
3: public- on like forty-one. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Somewhere around 5000 bucks, 40 to 1 on Tiger. And I, uh, why in the hell would you bet 40 to 1 on Tiger when there are much better odds out there? So obviously that's not sharp money. Whoever made that bet is not a sharp better. Uh, at DraftKings right now, Tiger is 60 to 1 to win the bridge. Top 5, 11 to 1 odds, and 10 plus 550. Okay, I'm not going to bet any of that on Tiger. We're not going to bet him to win. Not going to play him top 5, not going to play him top 10. Here's the Tiger uh, British Open numbers you can find around right now at DraftKings. I just mentioned those. At Circus Sports this morning, this is unheard of. Tiger went to 140-1 to to win the British. And he was plus 115 to make the cut. All right. Now, I I said last week on the v and I bet this, I bet Tiger to make the cut. And that's it. That's all the interest I have in him in the tournament because – as I said, St Andrews is his favorite course. I think he could uh it's he could play this course in his sleep and he he's played very, eighteen
3: uh, holes practice round. Yeah. With the other and day, he played so, pretty well.
2: Yep. I think he had four birdies in a round actually but this this uh this is his course. And the thing about um Tiger right now, I think making the cut and competing is is like a win for him at this stage. You know, he almost lost his leg a year ago and uh he's obviously was hobbled at the Masters on the weekend at the PGA on the weekend he was he was horrible he had to withdraw after 54 holes. He was looking around like an 80-year-old out there. So that he skipped the US Open. And By the way, some 80-year-olds move around a lot better than Tiger was at the PGA that yeah. weekend. Yeah. So I think it was a smart weekend, smart decision by him to pull out on the weekend at the PGA, skip the US Open and prepare for the British. I thought he was going to be much more physically prepared for the British than he showed up uh, looking last week. When I saw some footage of him on the course, he was hobbling a little bit. He was using a golf cart. I said, that's not a good sign because I thought after two months, Tiger was going to look a lot stronger on that leg than he did when he showed up uh, last week. How about the movement on Tiger to make the cut at Circus Sports this morning? It was plus 115, yes. Right now, it's minus 135, yes. Wow. And that's just from uh, 7 o'clock this morning. I was speaking with Jeff Davis over at Circa early this morning. And here we are sitting six hours later, and that number has moved from plus 115 to minus 135. So there's obviously some money on Tiger to make the cut. Uh, that's where my money is on Tiger this week. The Westgate uh, Super Bowl has got Tiger at 101. Hey, I'm not going to tell you about Tiger to, to win the bridge. I don't think he uh, is going to be on the leaderboard on the weekend. But I do think he's going to make the weekend he's going to be somewhat competitive because uh, this is the type of course where his iron play really is emphasized and that's uh, when tiger's at his best so if you want to if you want to play tiger to make the cut i think uh, there might still be a couple books out there with plus money on that and if you want to play tiger just to finish uh, top five or top ten go ahead DraftKings has got 11 to 1 and plus 550 but you know, I would not even take I wouldn't even consider taking a hundred to one on Tiger to win this tournament at this point. This is not two thousand nineteen A V T when he won the Masters. Right. You know, Brooks Kapka, DJ, all those guys folded. What those is. guys. Yeah, I don't know. They're playing on a different tour now. Let <laughs> me
3: can I ask you about two they
2: haven't won anything in a while either. No, they but uh this is not two thousand nineteen. What's different now is the Tiger is limping around on a bad leg. Yep. And that wasn't the case three years ago. I don't think he can win. I don't think he can do it for four days, but he can play well for two days with the cut, and that's how I would advise you to bet Tiger in the British uh, this week.
3: So let me ask you about two golfers then. They're two of your favorite golfers. Um, First off, Scottish Open victory for Xander Shoffley coming into this. What's happened to that guy? The
2: transformation of Xander Shoffley here in the past month.
3: And and correct me if I'm wrong, is there not like a a, a positive correlation for guys who perform well in the Scottish and then moving into the uh, the Open? Yeah, actually
2: uh, Phil Mickelson won both. Uh, I want to say, what was that, four or five years ago, man? Yeah. The years fly by. I want to say five years ago when when Phil stunned everybody and won the Scottish and then stunned everybody yep. a week later when he won the British.
3: Because there's been a guy who's been disappointing, I think, especially when it comes to these big tournaments. Oh, there's
2: Literally. no doubt about right? it.
3: Right? So, good good performance in a field that had 14 of the top 15 golfers in the world as well. Gets a win, now moves on, of course, uh, to the Open. Positive vibes for Xander coming in this weekend.
2: Well, I, I th- you know what it is? It's confidence. And that's yeah. number one thing you talk about in sports. If you've ever Played any sport, most people have. You know that when your confidence is at an all-time high, you perform your best. You're not second-guessing everything you do. You're not you're not doubting yourself when the pressure uh, pressure arrives uh, at key moments. And I think Xander Shoffley has uh, reached the point now where he knows he can close out a tournament before yep. he couldn't do it. And uh, it's just shocking to me to see because this is a guy who became a choke artist, really. And in the past month, he's won essentially. Uh, three times he won the Travelers. Mm-hmm. He went to uh, Ireland and won the Pro-Am. It was only a day event, so it's not, it's not an official. Not
3: the right home about event, but still.
2: But and then he wins the Scottish Open over the weekend. So Xander Shoffley's kind of in that um, groove that we saw Scotty Scheffler in early in the season. Scheffler won four tournaments in seven weeks. Shoffley's kind of in that groove right now. So I, I don't want to say, "No, nah, I'm just going to toss him out, uh, count out Xander Shoffley." He won again this week, but. At the current odds, there's no way I'm playing Shoffley this week. If, yeah. you, if you haven't bet him already, don't bet him now. At DraftKings, Shoffley is 12-1. to 1. No play. Yeah. He can't do it. For, uh, By the way, Scotty Shuffler is a 14-1, and Rory McIlroy is the favorite at 9-1. to 1.
3: Uh, For those who don't know, to give you an idea, you mentioned the three wins. Since missing the cut at the Masters, he has three victories and four other appearances in which he finished no worse than tied 18th. Andrew so he has been absolutely incredible. Uh, and the other guy, we won't spend a lot of time on him because, one, we're almost out of here, too. I know exactly the reaction you're going to have here. But may I just say, I feel like the course suits him a little bit. And he finished tied for fourth at the Scottish. The long-haired Wonderkind Tommy Fleetwood.
2: i was just stop
3: him, Yeah. Stop. <laughs> no?
2: <laughs> Nothing? You guys were all over him in the U.S. Where he I finish? don't know if I was
3: all over him. He was 91-1. You and West. To yeah. Wes. Took a shot and he was 91-1. Did
2: he even make the cut? I don't think he did.
3: I think he did. I'll have to go back. Now I've got to double-check that. I think he did. What do I get? In? I don't think that clown the was around for something? the
2: weekend. I'm going to be working on my British Open stuff tonight. That's going to be the cover story this week, I presume, and uh, Point Spread Weekly. We're going to have full write-ups from Wes Reynolds, Brady Cannon. The long shot show is going to be tomorrow. The fifth major, JVT, mm-hmm. is in August. This is the fourth major. The fifth major is the VSEN Invitational. It's going to be August 7th at the Prim Valley Golf Club, it's a two man scramble. I've, I've had a lot of people ask me in the last week, uh, are you having a tournament again this year? Yeah, we've been talking about it here for a couple months. We started to promote this in uh, May, and uh, we've got people flying in from all over the country to play in this tournament. August 7th, a Prim Valley two man scramble. If you don't have a partner, I'll find one for you. A noon shotgun start. It's free to play for VSIM subscribers, and we got some great giveaways. Longest. Uh, uh, longest drive, closest to the pen. we got all sorts of features like that. So it's it's a great tournament that we're having here for the third year in a row out of Prim Valley. And by the way, Mark Nolan, who uh, is a, I would say a player relations director out of Prim Valley. uh, He's also an announcer here at the NBA Summer League. Stopped by our set last week and uh, Mark helps me run this tournament out of Prim Valley. Always appreciate his help. But again, August 7th, We've got about 50 or 60 spots open total. I think we've got about 25 players committed as we uh, speak today and a lot more who are talking about playing. So if you have an interest, send me an email at com, and we'll get you signed up for the tournament, the v Invitational, Sunday, August 7th. We tee off at noon, and it should be good and hot that day, JVT. It's, uh, this is the hottest week of the year in Vegas right now. It's, 100 and, it's supposed to be 112 out there today.
3: I can't wait. I can't wait to play.
2: Two years ago, we had this. You're going to play this year, aren't yeah, yeah. you? Yeah, right.
3: I got a partner. We're actually, going back to the range this weekend too. All
2: right, oh. get some practice in. Uh, two years ago, we teed off out of Prim Valley for this invitation. Invitational. It was 115.
3: Good, you am going to sweat off a couple of lbs while you're out That's there. That's right. That'll be a lot
2: of fun. Lose a little weight.
3: Yep. All right, so check that out again. Matt at VCN.com. You want to email to enter. A lot of spots open there. We come back. Chad Andrews, former summer league announcer, is going to join us on the other side.
0: This is the edge on VSN, the sports betting network.
3: Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 soccer prediction challenge. Competing free. 20 free-to-play pools this season. For your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes, head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run at victory. Heineken, beer made better. 21 and over only, terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly.
2: JVT, we got a great setup out here. It's great to be out to Thomas Mack at the NBA Summer League this week, but we have a guest with us today who's uh, probably got a better week planned
3: yeah uh, i would say so uh chad andrus nice enough to give us some time today He's call games for the nba here at the summer league at the thomas and max center but chad before we get into basketball uh we caught you on a good day you only got a couple of days left before you head out what's the plan this week
5: the plan is to head to edinburgh scotland and uh stay a couple days and take the train uh Assuming it's running, there is a rail strike, so we may have some issues there. But take the train from Edinburgh to St. Andrews, and I will be there for the opening round of the Open Championship on Thursday.
2: So you're just going to catch one round of the British Open and then uh, head over to Ireland, correct?
5: Um, definitely Thursday. We'll see what Friday brings okay. with ticket availability. What's happening, if Tiger blows up and is somehow going to miss the cut, on Friday, I might have to figure out a way to go back in because I do believe this will be his last competitive championship at St. Andrews, and if he is hanging it up there, I would probably want to be there on Friday at the bridge, but I I think he is going to make the cut, and I bet him to do so, so I'm confident he's going to play the weekend.
2: Yeah, hopefully Tiger's walking that bridge, and uh, it extends to the weekend where he plays on Saturday and Sunday at St. Andrews this week as well, and uh, Chad, I, I said last week, I was betting Tiger to make the cut in the British. You made... Uh, the same bet. Did you get plus money on Tiger to make the cut?
5: I did. Uh, I bet it a while ago as, as soon as it was available, plus 115. So um, I'm confident in that. I think he'll play well because I do, like I said, I think Tiger's ability to focus and rise to the occasion, right, be in the moment I think regardless of what his physical limitations are, I think he understands this is his last chance to compete at St. Andrews, and it's his favorite course to play, and it's the 150th Open. So I think we will see Tiger compete at a high level one more time. I just don't think there's enough in the tank to compete
2: to to win it. Right, right. That's what I was basically saying in the previous segment, JVT, is don't bet him to win, bet him to make the cut and uh, play on the weekend. And actually, he should be in better shape to make the cut and play on the weekend theoretically, than he was at the Masters in April and the PGA in May after two months off and at his favorite course in the world. And I think this course actually fits his game a little bit better as well. So I'm going to be surprised if we don't see Tiger uh, playing on the weekend. Uh, Chad Andrus with us. Chad, any other uh, players you're going to bet this week? Uh, You and I were talking about this earlier today. Any uh, plays you're going to make on the uh, futures board before you uh, head to the British Open?
5: It's probably only going to be top 10s for me and i'm not decided on those there's a couple of long shots right the the pizza money long shots on outrights and i looked at Corey connors there and gary woodland and uh you know i, I know you mentioned maybe max homa was worth a shot there if you can get a good number on it um those are kind of the guys i'm looking at i think all hatton uh mm-hmm. as a long shot but just you know really small plays Everything else, I think I'm going to look at a top 10. I'm not real big on any of the favorites for an outright, so I will probably look at maybe a Jordan Spieth top 10, something like that.
2: All right. Jeff Davis, who's an extremely sharp golf odds maker, is uh, on Terrell Hatton, by the way. That's uh, one of his plays in a British Open this week. After you uh, leave the British, you're going to head to Ireland. Are you going to play the same course that Rory and Tiger played last week, right? Yeah, two of them. Um, they played
5: Ballybunion, Bunyan, the old course, and that's that's the high profile legendary one. But they also have uh, one called the Cashin course there that's almost equally as beautiful, just does not quite get the, the reputation because it's always compared to the old course. But yeah, that's where, where Tiger and Rory played last week. They flew in on a helicopter <laughs> and uh, the members were pretty excited about it there. And I will be out there on both of those courses in Ireland after the uh, the open festivities conclude.
2: Yeah, it's like a bucket list trip. By the way, JVT flew in here today to the Thomas Mackinac helicopter. Yeah,
3: that's right. Uh, well, Chad Andrus, strip traffic, you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Chad Andrews with us. He was part of the first TV broadcast from the Summer League, and he did it out here for about eight years, former NBA Summer League announcer. JBT, let's talk about his area of expertise, the Denver Nuggets, who were on display last night.
3: Yeah, well, I got to watch a, a little bit of that second half, Chad. Denver Nuggets, 84, Cavaliers, 76. Uh, Colin Gillespie, I think, stealing the show stat-wise, 17, 7, and 6 for the Denver Nuggets. Christian Braun, their first round from this year, 10 points, 4 of 18 from the floor. has looked uh, decent at times, though. But what have you seen from the Denver Nuggets through two games of summer league action?
5: I think for Gillespie, the key point is how in control he's looked. He's, very, he's looked very confident as he knows he can go out there and play and someone who's been a winner at the college level he looks like he is dictating the game in summer league which is a good sign as he's competing for one of the two-way spots for denver with the roster so i think that's the big bright spot with colin gillespie he looks like he knows what he's doing and he's dictating the pace of the game peyton watson i thought had a, a huge turnaround In the second game, he was awful in the debut and was absolutely fantastic last night as a a late first-round pick and a bit of a surprise first-round pick because he hardly played at UCLA. And if they can tap into his athletic potential as a wing defender and get anything out of him offensively, whether it's two, three, four years down the line, uh, I think that's a big bonus. But I think for this Nugget team, when you're looking at adding to the core four players and finding someone to contribute, you have to look at Christian Brown in terms of the rookies he's had a really rough time shooting the ball through two games but he's still going to be a guy that i think as michael malone put is plug and play and i think the best case scenario for this nuggets roster if you try to make a comparison to maybe pat Connaughton on a championships bucks team if he can play 15 18 minutes where he plays super hard is extremely athletic can get to the rim, can draw fouls, but can also make a corner three, uh, but is always out there playing hard and around the ball and making things happen. I think that's the best-case scenario for Christian Brown, and it's what the Nuggets actually need him to be this year to contribute and help them take another step forward.
3: Yeah, that was kind of going to be my thought process, it was, and you can speak on this a little bit better than I can, but uh, just a quick evaluation of Denver's depth. You know, guard depth, I think, is going to be pretty important. They're expecting a lot out of Bones Highland. Uh, we saw what the Fundo Composo experiment was like the, uh, last season. <laughs> And uh, if you're talking about like backup guard minutes, I think there are a lot of minutes to be had and some of these young guys could find their way there.
5: Yeah, and it really just depends on how you're going to utilize KCP and Bruce Brown as wing defenders and what combinations you're going to play and really what your finishing lineups are going to be because that's that's where you're at now with this team. Finishing lineups in the playoffs to close out games to, to take advantage in series, right? That's where they are. And the question, I think, comes down to How healthy are Jamal Murray and Michael Porter, Jr.? What do you get out of them, and do you believe in them as part of the four, the core four with Aaron Gordon and Jokic, to be able to win playoff series, get you to a conference finals or an NBA finals? That's the biggest question, but what they've done with Calvin Booth taking over for Tim Connolly is they've gotten a lot more athletic. They've gotten much better on the, the perimeter defensively, and that's where Golden State ate them alive in the first round last year. That's where Phoenix ate them alive in the second round two years ago. So they've gotten more athletic. They've gotten better defensively. Hopefully it can grow up for Jokic and Michael Porter when those playoff matchups target those guys and pick and roll, but that's going to be the difference, right? That is where this team is definitely going to be improved.
2: Chad excuse me, Chad Andrews with us, former uh, summer league announcer for NBA TV. And, uh, Chad, I was looking at Christian Brown, and uh, you said he's struggling a little bit with a shot. I don't think uh, NBA exec- scouts or whatever going to overreact or if a guy has a hot shooting week or a cold shooting week at the summer league. Of sometimes the fans and media overreacted. I've seen guys, I remember George Hill one year was like one for 27 at one point in the summer league, and he, he went on and had a pretty good career. So it's not that big a deal whether a guy's hot or not shooting the ball out here this week. But Brown was the 21st pick. He's a first-round uh, first round draft pick by the Nuggets. He's going to make the team. What about Colin Gillespie? Do you think he makes the team? Because I love Gillespie as a player. I think he's he's the ideal backup uh, point guard type of player who can uh, play in this league for a long time, but he was undrafted. That surprised me a little bit, but he did go undrafted after having such a great co- career at Villanova. Would you make him a favorite to make the Nuggets roster?
5: I make him a favorite for the first of the two-way contracts. So I think he'll spend some time with Denver, but he'll be spending a lot of time in Grand Rapids. And right. I think Peyton Watson will be here most of the year too in the G League. Uh, I think Colin Gillespie is probably going to at least one of those two-way contracts. The other one is up in the air, and that's what a lot of the rest of these guys on the Summer League roster are competing for at this point.
2: Gillespie on a two-way uh, two-way contract with the Grand Rapids Gold of yes, the right. G League. Yeah.
3: Chad, hey, Chad, we're up against it, but uh, thanks for a couple minutes, man. As always, have a safe trip. Have a fun trip, dude.
5: Thank you. Anytime, guys.
3: Got it.
2: Chad time, Andrus Jeff. headed out on his British Open trip, uh, former NBA Summer League announcer.
3: How long is that flight?
2: Uh, You know, I think he's going from Denver to Chicago to overseas. It's probably around at least 10 hours, maybe 12 hours.
3: That sounds terrible. I mean, the, the end result is worth it, but that sounds terrible. Yeah.
2: I'll tell you what, a five-and-a-half, six-hour flight to Hawaii is about all I can take. Yeah. And when you land, you're in Hawaii, so it's great. Oh. It's worth it.
3: Big Adam Good Hill was man. telling us about the, the trip to Australia for that UFC event. It was like a 14-hour flight in coach. Like, how, how do you do it? It's
2: one of, one of the uh, greatest feats I've ever <laughs> seen by a human being. Adam Hill, who weighs more than three bills, flew to Australia, flew to Australia, and he had a middle seat. Uh, it was like a 17-hour fight, and he had a middle seat. I don't know how the hell he made it.
3: Uh, I wouldn't have made it. All right, we'll I come back. Been. Baseball betting pentathlon as you right up here on the edge.
0: This is The Edge on VSN, the sports
3: betting network. Segment of the ads brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. If you're tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine, and if you've been looking, hoping, wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke free way to experience nicotine satisfaction, look for those three letters ZYN. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke free, spit free tobacco alternative. They're available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen America's number one nicotine pouch available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zyncom find. Locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning. The product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
2: All right. Let's get to the baseball betting pentathlon. You ready? This is a Cent event this week. Oof, we're uh, nervous. Shows Each show's competing. We also have individual handicappers competing. Yes. Adam Burke. Wes Reynolds. Who else? I'm missing somebody.
3: Uh, them. Huh? I didn't memorize who else was Oh, doing there was it a, Greg, oh Greg Hoops Peterson. Oh, okay, there you go. There it was go. called
2: an MLB betting expert. Uh, Scott V-Center. Seidenberg, I
3: would assume? I mean, he's solo Scott on Seidenberg's show.
2: got his own show, yeah. so he's going to announce his uh, a play at some point today, I guess. I don't see it. So so far today, here's what's been played in the baseball betting pentathlon at V Cent. Okay. Follow the money show. Mitch Moss, Paul Howard. Mitch's play is Marlins Pirates over seven and a half.
3: Okay. That was actually one I was going to suggest for us. Interesting. Were you? Yes.
2: Okay. You didn't mention that to me. No, just I didn't. Well, okay.
3: I don't want to pee- take people behind the scenes. So I just, there was uh, one point where I saw something. I was like, ah, that works.
2: Paul Howard's play was actually A's Rangers over nine. But uh, the follow the money show went with Mitch's play okay. instead. Okay. A numbers game, Gil Alexander goes Diamondbacks, Giants under eight. Okay. All right. So that's Gil. Odds on. This play was made by Amal Shaw. Phillies Cardinals under seven and a half. Okay. Greg Hoops-Peterson checks in with Padres-Rockies over 11.5. I've seen 12 at most
3: spots. Yeah, well, and took a blow today. Chris Bryant on the paternity list. That's so right. That's Chris not Bryant help.
2: had a red-hot bat for the Rockies, and uh, he's going to be out of the lineup. Because Hoops is playing over 11.5. Here's our play for today. We had to pick a total. Yes. That's what we got to play today.
3: If you're not noticing a thing. Yeah.
2: Uh, we're going to play Mets-Braves under 7. I think this is a rather obvious play. So hopefully, uh, in this case, the obvious play does not blow up because I don't like to put obvious plays. But this is going to be a big series in the National League East. The Mets right now 53-33, up one and a half games on the Braves. But how about this pitching matchup? We're taking this to the max. That's right. Max Scherzer max and Max Freed
3: yeah,
2: uh, tonight. But these guys are in great form right now, giving up little or nothing uh, in their starts Max Scherzer started on July 5th. That was last Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, first start back from injury. Six innings, two hits, no walks. He struck out 11, and the Mets lost game 1-0 in Cincinnati. I'll take that tonight. I'll right. definitely take an effort like that from Max Scherzer. Uh, but he's opposing Max Freed, who's 9-2 on the season with a 1.02 whip. But get this.
3: Freed's incredible.
2: In his last four starts, Freed, 26 and two-thirds innings, four earned runs. He's allowed one or zero runs in three of his last four starts. Yep. So it sure looks like, on paper, these guys are going to dominate in terms of uh, the pitchers. And we're going to go with Scherzer Freed under seven as our best bet tonight in the uh, v baseball betting pent- pentathlon. By the way, Tuesday we'll have two plays, two for Tuesday, because everybody's got to play one favorite and one underdog. Okay. So there's going to be five plays over the course of uh, four days. So tomorrow we'll have a favorite and an underdog. Be sure to tell me what you like tomorrow. I will. I okay. will.
3: I will. Uh, but by the way, do we take seven, what, even money under? There's That's minus, seven, minus, seven, minus seven,
2: 110. Ooh man. Is there even money out there?
3: Well, the market's moving to the over here, so it might not get the best of it. There's a couple halfs that popped up on the board uh, within the last 10 minutes or so. Where is that? Uh, let's see. South Point, Circa, Wynn all have 7. Uh, wait, no, hold on. I'm looking at the wrong one. Uh, just Circa's got seven and a half. Uh, under minus 125, and then there's some 7 over minus 120 at the South Point, Golden Duck, Westgate, okay. and pretty much everywhere else. So if you're going to ride... Well, I hope uh, one of those starting pitchers did not get scratched. Yeah, I was looking right now just to make sure if that was the case. I mean, I would assume it would be more than a little bit more of that move, but so far my screen still has Scherzer and Max Freed, so we'll see if that's going to be the case. Okay. Also, to the point of uh, looking at... Keller and Rogers over, uh, part of it was that it didn't actually, and this is why I didn't send it in, two, because Rodgers has not been really great this season, 473 expected, 466 feeling independent, command has been a problem, home runs have been a problem, uh, more three earned runs in four of his last uh, five starts, something like that, but Pirates not great against lefties, you know, it just it didn't really feel great, and he hasn't been, I should say this, Rogers has been awful in Miami, awful, I think he's got an ERA over seven, right? Uh, in Miami. So I get playing that thing over. That was one of the things I circled. But Pittsburgh, as plucky as they are, I think I'd rather back them in certain situations for their offense to have success uh, when they're playing at home as opposed to maybe on the road. So that's why I ultimately did not submit that. So keep that in mind when move forward. I want credit for something.
2: Well, hopefully we start off 1-0 with a win. We have a low-scoring game between the Mets and Braves tonight in Atlanta. All right, let's uh, wrap up here in the final five minutes with uh, what we're going to see at the NBA Summer League tonight at the Thomas Mack Center in Cox Pavilion.
3: Well, uh, the first game that we're going to see that starts in an hour and ten minutes Pelicans and Hawks uh, this is going to be a fun one. The, uh, we'll say that the opinion of this Hawks roster is not very high, if you get what I mean, uh, if, you, if you understand what I'm saying here. Uh, the Pelicans, though, there is a lot to like about this Pelicans uh, roster, and uh, a lot of people do believe because there has been some support for New Orleans. But uh, overall, I think when you're looking at New Orleans and what you're expecting out of them, I think it's just watching some of the players uh, that they have to offer, and we've seen some good stuff. Najee Marshall's been on this roster. Dyson Daniels, a really intriguing piece with them. Obviously, their rookie pick that played for the G League Ignite this year, too. Uh, there has been a, a very high uh, thought that this Pelicans team is going to have some success. And other pieces on this, like E.J. Liddell uh, for the Pelicans. So they're going to be one team that I think garners a lot of attention. But i got to tell you, a little bit further down the board, Matt, first off, the headliner tonight is going to be at 6 p.m. Pacific or a little bit later. Uh, Orlando and OKC are going to play with one another. We know that Paolo Bancaro has been killing it up to this point point, has been one of the winners of the summer league and in some spots favorite to win rookie of the year now, by the way. Remember, everybody freaked out after Holmgren had six blocks in that uh, Salt Lake game. Uh, Well, now it is Bancaro after some consistent performances here in Vegas that has become the favorite in some spots to win rookie of the year. But it's interesting because it's Magic against the Thunder, uh, a roster that a lot of people thought was the best summer league roster coming into this matchup and into this uh, Vegas summer league stretch. So that's going to be, I think, the headliner because you get Holmgren, you get Bancaro, and you get that Thunder roster that's littered with really young talent. It's going to be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, we've already seen Magic Rockets. We've seen Bancaro go up against yep. Jabari Smith. We've seen Rockets Thunder. Mm-hmm. We've seen Jabari Smith go up against Holmgren. Tonight we get... Uh, Bancaro against Holmgren. Yep. And, uh, you know, I would say this. Don't, like you said, freak out or overreact to anything you see out here this week.
3: Nah, it's over. Everything is decided. Jabari Smith Jr. is going to be a bust. Bancaro is going to be the best player that's ever played basketball. Everything has been settled.
2: Extremely dramatic. Nothing that happens out here this week should really move a betting market.
3: Right. No, well, I would agree with that. I mean, I I guess when you're talking about the difference between, like, plus 350 and 4-to-1, which has kind of been the difference between Bancaro and Holmgren, I guess you kind of get it because if you're taking bets, whatever, but I would agree with that. Like, if you're looking at this and going, I'm hammering it, I think that's why. I mean, one of the winners could be in that big picture. I talked about this yesterday on Howard Handicappers – Keegan Murray, like when you're talking about a guy who's in the range of like 10, 12 to 1, depending on where he shop to win the award next year, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's probably one that probably garners a few more tickets right after you watch what happens uh, here at the Summer League. So that's the headliner later tonight. Uh, and then late night tonight, I mean, one of your favorite guys that you've watched up to this point, uh, the New York Knicks have been turning heads with the way that some of these young guys have been playing. Quentin Grimes we mentioned, uh, coming on really strong going into his second year. Uh, and then your favorite guy, Trevor Keels on the roster, Jericho yeah, Sims Keels,
2: has been really good. Trevor Keels went into an offensive funk, late yeah. season at Duke, and that's extended here to the summer league. He's not shooting the ball well. I'm not really sure what's wrong with him, uh, but if anybody's about bailing on Trevor Keels, don't do it. I I still think he's a great value pick, 42nd overall in the second round, but for some reason, he's really struggling on the offensive end. He showed up at Duke with an NBA body, Mm -hmm. uh, and he's got the offensive skill. It's just not showing up right now, but uh, the next team is one I want to watch tonight for sure.
3: Yeah, and when it sinks, because this game probably would have been a lot more exciting uh, had Shaden Sharp not, you know, had small tear in the labrum, I think, the official diagnosis. So, uh, 10 to 14 days, he has to rest, so obviously he's not going to play the rest of the way for the NBA Summer League. Um, he was the headliner for Portland, obviously. And he's like the big mystery. Right? We, we didn't see him at Kentucky. It's yep. like the grainies of Bruder film f- footage that you see of him in terms of doing drills or whatnot. And the one jumper that he hit was really nice in that game against the Pistons before he got injured. So, Uh, There's a lot of intrigue there. And then the rest of the the, uh, schedule today, not a lot of intrigue. You get Houston and San Antonio. We mentioned Jabari Smith. Uh, I think Ty Ty Washington has been really impressive Uh, early on in the NBA Summer League. He's one guy that I had circled to really watch and see because when you talk about like a true point guard and the ability to create for others, he's really shown it so far, at least in the games that I've been able to watch up close. So the Rockets are a really intriguing team with some really good talent. Uh, And then you get... uh, They're taking on the Spurs, by the way. Josh Primo had a really good game in the first game here in Las Vegas. And then Dallas taking on Utah. Uh, Not a lot of headliners there. I would think that would put that at the bottom of the list in terms of intriguing games tonight.
2: All right, we'll be back out here tomorrow. Uh, I think we have an impressive guest list lined up. We'll see if that plays out. Uh, Tuesday when we show up here at the Thomas. As long as
3: you're here, buddy. That's all that matters. That's
2: right. we got the British Open to talk about all week, as well as the NBA Summer League. I think the biggest winner uh, so far in the Summer League has been a guy who didn't even step on the floor. Who's that? How about Damian Willard of the Blazers? <laughs> he got a two-year extension for $122 million. Yep. That's pretty good for a week's work.
3: No, it, man, we didn't even get to the news of the day that it does yeah. look like uh, the Indiana Pacers uh, are somewhat close uh, to signing one. Uh, De- uh, excuse me, uh, DeAndre Ayton to an offer sheet. That would be the case because of restricted free agent.
2: Which is going to impact Kevin Durant's potential move to Phoenix, right? Yeah,
3: potentially. And uh, also, we're waiting for some drama around Brogdon as well. But that'll clear up uh, as the day goes along. With that, we're all done. It's The Edge live from the NBA Summer League. We'll be Tomorrow, of course, same spot. Enjoy My Guys in the Desert, which is coming up next.